Good morning, everybody. You guys have been prayed for. We're going to get ready to jump in to the Word of God. And today's sermon, i got to give you a little background. How many know you can learn something every day? We should, anyway. I, I, I need to learn a lot more each day. But the Lord showed me a lot of cool things this week. Um, some of the things that we do as far as outreach is this. We do like a uh, live stream, maybe Monday, Wednesdays, of course, Sundays and stuff like that. And so I'm praying about it this week. And when Wednesday came around, the Lord laid it on my heart that we would just do a short message on Worried Free Wednesday. How many people worry a little bit? We all can do that. I believe I could preach on that every week. I really do. You know, worry and forgiveness and things like that. So I did the message, and I had a lot of help. As y'all, If y'all watch it, dear old Jack, my cat loves to jump right in the middle of You know, he's, he's, he does a little photo bomb in there. And so anyway, we're just talking about being worried free, resting in the, in the sacrifice of Christ and everything else. So I went on about my business, and I, I shared the message and everything else. And what I thought was kind of interesting, usually when we do one of the, the little midweek messages, you'll see on there it has so many views, you know, maybe 400 views, maybe 500 views. Well, about the next day I look at it, and it has like 1,100 views. And I thought to myself, wow, why is that? I try to really listen to the pulse rate of, of what's going on and what the Lord's showing us each week. I know a lot of people, when they preach, they'll do like a whole series. I think that's great if that's what the Lord's leading you to do. But most of the time, what we do is a week by week, just leaning into the voice of God, listening to the pulse rate of our people, and seeing what God wants to teach us this week. So I believe what God's showing us this week is we don't need to worry. Amen? And so I said, Lord, why is that that we have to, you know, worry about so many things that you don't have to? Right. But we find ourselves doing that. And what the Lord spoke to my heart, and this is where the message really came from. He said, you know what? I said, why is it so many people hit that sermon, that little devotion versus the other ones? And it showed me that we need to be speaking to our hearts about those things. And so today what I hope we can we can go through from what God's showing me is be remembering. And what I want to talk about is this. The Lord was showing me if they remember my sacrifice and what I've done for them. And if they remember their, their, their salvation, how great that is. And they remember the call that I put on their life, they wouldn't have time to worry. Woo, that'll preach right there, won't it? If we really focused on the sacrifice of Christ and what he's done for us to set us free and set us back in the family of God. And really realize what our salvation is about, what God has done for us. And the call that God's called us to, to do for the kingdom, we, we'd have our eyes so close on the Lord, we wouldn't be thinking about anything else where the devil could get in and have us worrying. Amen? So today, I want to share a little something off my sheet. If you got your sheet, I'll read this to you. And it's Ephesians 2, 4, and 5. It says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our trespasses. It is by grace you have been saved. I want you to think about that for a minute. Give you a little homework this week. Spend a little time in the book of Ephesians if you can, okay? Spend a little time in there and just go through. I want to tell you, it will encourage you in the Lord. Amen? Let's look at it again. Thank you, Tim. It said, but because of his great love for us. Man, let me tell you, what does love do? Love gives. Love gives. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Come on down here. It said, God who is rich in mercy made us alive in Christ. So many times I talk to believers, they act like they're half dead. People say, man, you're kind of excited. I get excited, right? I can have a bad day. Usually if I'm having a bad day, guess what you get? I don't say a whole much. And the guys at work, they don't like it when I don't say a whole lot. They, they like it less when I say a whole lot. They want to find a medium. They're like, what's wrong with you? 
What's wrong with you? I was like, I'm, I'm good, man, I'm good. Because I'm usually just like what you see. Because I tell you, the one of the biggest reasons is I want to live this life. I want to impact people's lives. I want to inspire people in the Lord. I want them to remember what God has done for them. We don't know how long we got here, but I'm going to tell you what he's given us today so far. Right? And I'll tell you all this. I told the team everything. For some reason, if I slump over, fall out dead, step over and say, see how fast it can happen? Do you know Jesus? Because I'll tell you what, when I go, I want a celebration of life. Not so much for me, but for what God has done in my life. Let me tell you, because that's what it's all about. You can have a whole lot of stuff, but I'm going to tell you what. I want to leave fingerprints on Jesus on everybody I can, man. That's what it is. I got laid. I was laid in the game. But guess what? God is not bound by time. I came to the Lord at 30 years old. Let me tell you, from, from 1, 0 to 30, man, if you're not walking with the Lord, you're walking with, with a lot of different situations that are not glorifying God. But guess what? Let's read the rest. He loves us with his great love who is rich and merciful, who made us alive in Christ even when we were dead in our trespasses. Man, that's me. That's me. How about y'all? Right there. That's it. See, that's why I get excited. When I was my worst, God still sent my best. That goes for you guys too. That goes for you guys too. God can look past that and say, this is what they can be. This is what I've done for them. Man, I want you to have everything that I've, I've bought for you. So with that being said, anybody excited about that today? Come on, let's do it. So let's jump on in here. I got a few other things that I want to hit. Man, I get excited and I get past myself in this thing here. But as we go on today, I pray that we take a few minutes to remember about the love of God. Does anybody get tired of somebody that you love telling you that they love you? I don't. Sometimes I even call my wife to remind her that she loves me. I tease her. I do all the time. I say, hey, babe, what's going on? All right, I just called to let you know how much you love me. I love you. You know, y'all pray for my wife. She's got her hands full, man. I love the joke. I love to have a good time, man. But I get serious about the word of God. Amen? But you can still have a smile on your face when you're preaching Jesus, right? So let's keep on rolling with that. And we're going to roll in to our first point here is about his sacrifice. Amen? So I was working through a few things and I thought, man, what is it when we, we could talk about all types of depth of different things about we know that he died on the cross and, and he was beaten. And I don't want to I don't want to take anything away from that. I want you to understand the price that was paid. OK, how much he loved you. If you think about what you're worth, think about what Jesus did for you on the cross. OK, but as I continue to pray about it, I said, Lord, how, where do you want to jump in on this thing? Where do you want, want to talk about the sacrifice and things like that? He said, well, let's talk about the gospel, the good news. And I kept rolling around and rolling around and doing some studies. So we're going to break out the word gospel and talk about his sacrifice. And I think there's going to be a lot of good note taken here. All right. Let's take a look at this. So we start with the G. God created us to be with him. From the very beginning, think about that. Adam and Eve, man, they were, they were in that relationship, walking with the Lord in the cool of the day. But they were tempted. We can all be tempted. And they chose poorly. So let's keep on rolling with this. I'm going to run right through this. So guess what? Our sins separate us from God. What happened when they, they ate of the, of the fruit? They had to be separated from God. They were disobedient. Anybody ever been disobedient? Everybody can raise their hand, right? I'm asking you that now because I want to insert ourselves in the story. Because if you realize where you are or where you were, then you recognize the grace and mercy of the sacrifice. So look at that. Even Adam and Eve were tempted. They ate from the tree of knowledge and good and evil. They sinned and they were immediately became aware of their error. What did they do? Uh-oh, break out a fig leaf. 
They knew they were naked. They knew, they knew that something had changed. And they started hiding from God. Where are you? Right? You know what? I'll venture to say a lot of us still hide from God each and every day, don't we? We want to do it our way. I'm preaching to me first. We want to do it our way. We want to, well, I know, but all those things. But I want to tell you that from the very beginning, God had the master plan. Look at this. Sin cannot be removed by good deeds. I, I, I lose vocal cords tension on this right here. People want to work their way to heaven, man. You can't do it. How many people are glad you can't do it? You can't do it. Now, I will tell you this, because you're saved, the way we act and the way we give and the way we do in our works and the way we respond to stuff should be different than the world, right? But you can't work your way to heaven because it had to take a perfect sacrifice. From the very beginning, there was have to be a sacrifice. The Lord set it up that if you sin, sin is so bad and so terrible and it takes you away from the things of God that you know what? It causes death, right? Good news coming, but we got to realize that. Sin separates us. And what we try to do because of the way the world is, do good, get good. I know a lot of good people that don't actually get good. Good things happen. There's a lot of good people that bad things happen to is what I'm saying. But the Bible says that the rain falls on the just and the unjust, right? We're living in a sin-filled world. So sometimes it gets on you, amen? Well, let's keep on rolling. I want you to how many know you cannot work your way to heaven? It's not about good deeds, how about this? Paying the price for sin. Jesus died and rose again. Now you say, well, what? This is a real elementary teaching. You know what? Sometimes we got to go back to the basics. And I want to make sure we got this because a lot of times we'll get this and then we'll walk out here and we'll start living our life and then we start questioning our salvation. We start questioning the promises of God. We start questioning a lot of things. But today, instead of questioning, I want you to be remembering the truth of God's word. Plug into this, man. Plug into the good news of Jesus Christ. Take a look at this. Paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again. So often, man, we, we don't realize this, but spiritually, Adam and Eve died that day they sinned in the garden. Their souls became immediately polluted by the sin and the selfishness. And as a result of the offspring, that includes us, we all are filled with sin. Okay? So... I, I use this analogy. I might have did it the other day when we was at Bible study. I don't think I did it in here. But how many people did I ask you all this? Have you ever used to have the cassette tapes? Remember the cassette tapes? How many people would make the road tape? You'd have all the different, all the different uh, people on there, and you'd have, you know, you'd have this one, and you'd have this one, and you put them all on one tape, and then your buddy wants one, your friend wants one. Man, can you make me a tape? What do we do? We make a copy of that tape. Now, what happens if that tape was going, and it went click, click, it went on to the next tape, right? Right? Went from here to there. Guess what? Their sin went from there to here. You see what I'm saying? When they made that cut, when, when, when we were the offspring of them, we had sin. But aren't you glad that God made a way for all that? God made a way for us by paying our sin debt in full. So look at this. Everyone who trusts in him alone has eternal life. Again, you say, buddy, we know this. Do we? If we do, then why are we worrying? You see what I'm saying? Why do we worry? Why do we worry if we know that Jesus has made a way? And everyone who trusts in him alone has eternal life. Now I'm going to kind of go off the road a little bit here and talk to you. How many people, a lot of times we, we think, man, y'all remember the story in the Gospels and 
there's a guy comes into the town and he says, hey, look, I need some workers today. Anybody want to work? I'll give you a day's pay, you know. And uh, so they come out and they say, man, I'll, I'll work, I'll work. Okay, and they load them up, and, and I don't have all of it in front of me, but I'm just going by memory, but I think we can work through it. And so about noon, he goes back out and says, hey, 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 anybody else want to work in the field? They go, well, I'll work. I'll give you, I'll pay you, okay. And then along in the evening, somebody else comes, and then about the last hour, some other people come, and they work. And so when they get ready to, to turn around and pay them all off, the master brings the one that had, had started last and brought them to the front. Trouble coming, right? Trouble's coming. What does he do? He brings them to the front. And they paid him the whole day's pay. Woo! Got the whole day pay, only worked an hour. Ain't that something? Then the other guys are back in the line and go, well, man, if they hook that guy up, I'm just going to put it in buck return. Then if they hook that guy up, man, you know we're going to do all right. You know he'd probably give us double. Next guy got up, paid him. Same as the first guy. And the next guy. And the next guy. And finally, the guy that worked all day long, he says, hey, show me the money. And they paid him. And he got the same thing. And he gets a little irritated. He goes, well, wait a minute. I worked the whole day. And this dude just came in here and worked an hour, man, and you paid him the same thing as me. I love it. He says, did I not pay you what's fair? Isn't that what we agreed upon? Come on now. Yeah. He said, it's all mine. What difference does it make to you that I pay him what I paid him? He says, you don't worry about yourself. Think about this. Those people served the Lord their whole life. And somebody in the last minute calls on the name of the Lord. Are they saved? Amen. Amen. Same story, right? I don't suggest waiting until the last minute. I heard somebody preaching one time, said, man, in that 11th hour, the 11th hour, the Lord might be coming back, and man, you can just, just Lord, come into my life. God's so gracious and so good. But my buddy said, well, what happens if he comes at 1030? <laughs> you better know some Jesus, right? So this is what I'm telling you today. There's no greater time to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I will tell you this too. There's a day that we're going to give account of what we've done with the, not working our way to heaven. It's all solved on the cross. But we'll be given account that God has blessed us with different things along the way. How did you use that for the kingdom? How did you use your resources? How did you use your gifts for the kingdom? And if you only got that much time to work about it, guess what? I'll tell you what, I'd be like this. But I tell you what, that's why we look at today and remembering, remember the grace of God, the sacrifice of God, guess what? Then you want to go and you want to do and you want to serve and you want to give and you want to be a part of that. You want to tell everybody about the good news of Jesus. Why? Because he's that good. And because without him, guess what? Nobody wants to preach on it. It's hell. They don't want to talk about that. Man, I tell you what, when you realize that there's one way to heaven, and his name is Jesus Christ, why would you want to be worried about everything else? Know Jesus and know the truth. Let's keep on going. Everybody doing good so far? Look at this. We're rolling now. Life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. Man, how many people get saved? What I mean by getting saved is this. They put their faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, realize that they have sin in their life. They know that Jesus Christ is who he says he is. They say, Lord, come into my life. I believe you're the son of God. I believe in the death, burial, resurrection. You, you came and laid your life down. You gave your life as a substitute for me. You gave all your riches away and paid the price of a common criminal, right? A sinner. And then you rose on the third day so that I, we, us, we got to make it personal. When we call on the name of Jesus by faith, guess what? 
we can be secure in him. That's the gospel. That's the good news of Jesus Christ. So look at this. But we think sometimes, yeah, when I get to heaven, boy, when I get to heaven, I'm going to have this and I'm going to do this and all that. What does that say? It said, life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. I don't want to get there. And the Lord said, you know, I saved you when you was on that corner down there. October 31st, 1995. And all you did is sit on the sideline. Now, you're here. Come on in. But I don't think I'm going to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Buddy, I gifted you with a big mouth. Why didn't you tell somebody? Buddy, I give you with playing guitar. I give you a bunch of songs. Why didn't you play them? I told you to pray for people. I gave you boldness. Why didn't you pray for them? But I gave you money. Why didn't you give to people? You see what I'm saying? It starts getting serious then. But we want to wait till the last minute. But see, I want to start living that life now. I want to start living that life now. That's what people say. Man, why are you so excited about it? Hey, when you are forgiven from a lot of sin and God says, I'm going to wipe it, that slate clean, guess what? Ooh, come on now. Anybody used to play a game and you get caught in the middle and you go, can we start over? Can we just start over? Can we just start over again? Right? Doing your homework back in the day. Ugh. Let's do it again. Doing your checkbook. Ugh. Right? Whatever it may be. But I'm going to tell you what. God gives us a fresh start through Jesus Christ. So take that and start living a life that is, is, is focused on eternity. See, this is how I start my day. When I wake up in the morning, 99% of the time, I'm thanking the Lord, and I go, Lord, what can I do today? How can you use my life today that will impact somebody's life for eternity? I'm not kidding. Lord, will you give me an opportunity to talk about Jesus today? I went to lunch with a guy the other day, new guy, and a young guy, nice guy. I'll say a kid in their 20s, right? I can say that now, right? And... Uh, you know, I asked him a couple questions, and I'm not picking. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting that the Lord, I believe the Lord's going to use us to show him Jesus. And uh, so we're there, and we get ready to eat. And he said, can I go to eat with you? I'm like, come on. Come on. We get ready to eat. The guys know I'm going to put the blessing in. I'm going to say, sometimes I say, it's your turn to go. Okay. Right. So I start praying, and I'm looking, and he's sitting there, and, he, and he's one of these guys that's a real uh, analytical guy. Great guy, man. Just Brilliant. And he asked my buddy, he said, uh, are you religious? And my buddy said, uh, well, you know. See, a lot of times people that, that they're not walking with the Lord or whatever, or maybe not, not familiar with church terminology, they'll say religion. Because if somebody was to ask me that, i said, I'm not religious. I'm a Jesus guy. I'm following Christ. I'll take him anywhere to come in. So my buddy said, well, he said, I guess you could say that. He says, uh, I'm a believer. I'm following the Lord. Now, don't hit me the wrong way when I say this here. I was eating my soup, all you can eat soup at Fertitta's. Go ahead and give Donovan a little pluck there. And he said, are you as religious as buddy? <laughs> I said, well, what is that supposed to mean? And my buddy looked at me and goes, nobody ain't that religious. That's what he said. I said, no, 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 no. See, I don't want to be religious. I want to be a guy seeking after the Lord. And I want to tell you, I fall miserably many times, okay? But he's observing. He's observing and taking it in. And I said, well, what do you believe? He said, man, I just believe that, you know, um, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. That's cool. You believe what you believe and all that. I said, do you believe there's a heaven or a hell and all that? He said, no, I'm just eating. My buddy got his face in the, in the chili bowl. He ain't saying nothing. But see, this is the thing. He might never, nobody never showed him that or told him that or anything else. So I'm just loving him where he is. I, I said, well, okay. And then I said, well, hey, man. I said, oh, you see that picture on the wall? He goes, yeah. 
I said, you believe there was a painter? An artist? He said, yeah. I said, what do you think of this building? I said, do you believe there was a builder? He said, well, yeah. I said, look around. I believe that God's the architect of life. He goes, ooh. Start thinking. I ate my grilled cheese and went on down the road. Later on, the Lord had worked it out where I ended up working with that boy for about an hour and a half. And he asked me more questions. Asked me more questions. And, I just, and all the other guys, it's so cool. It's just like God just split the seas. Because anybody else would go, hey, man, come on, give me that wrench. We need to do Everybody just kind of, okay. And God opened up that time where I could just love on the guy. Just talk to him about Jesus everything else. But I know it's just a little at a time I was sharing the gospel with him. I was sharing about that. And I told him this. I said, man, how many, uh, how many job applications did you put in before you got this job? He said, hundreds, buddy, hundreds. This guy's an amazing engineer, man. He could run a calculation around this building and everything else. I said, really? He said, I got two calls. He said, the first call I got, I came here, and it was for a different tunnel, right there where we were, a different tunnel. And then he said, I didn't get that job. And he said, about a week later, they called me back and offered me this job. And I started to smile. I said, wouldn't it be something? We were just talking about Esther, how God used this thing for a time at this in Bible study. I said, wouldn't it just be something if God used this for a time for you to be introduced to his son, Jesus? He said, maybe. Let me tell you, a lot of times we just want to, when somebody has a different view or somebody is, is not walking where you are, don't shut them down. Just love them where they are. They don't even know the right terminology, maybe, or whatever. What is the right terminology? They're just asking. But he's very open and he's very honest about stuff. So, so I want to pour in the good stuff. I want to pour in the gospel. I want them to realize that, you know what, God loves you so much that he gave a great sacrifice for you. Guess what? There's a place called heaven and there's a place called hell. And you can know where you're going. But if you reject the only way to heaven, guess what? The only thing left is hell. So today, I want us to hear about Jesus. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. Woo! How many people are thankful for the sacrifice we have in Jesus? Amen. Oh, man, I tell you what, that's some good stuff. Let's keep on rolling. So now, I want to talk about our salvation. Now, if you want to take some notes, this is a good place to take some notes because I'm going to line you up with some stuff that's going to bless you. You can even get with us. I might even, if you want to, we get it where you can print it out. And you can put it beside your bed. You can put it where you brush your teeth. You can put it on the, on the kitchen table. Whatever. I want you to think about your salvation. When you have put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, when you've asked Jesus to forgive you of your sin, turn from your sin and turn to Christ, this is what you have. Are you ready? Look at this. Romans 3.24 says this, we are justified, we are declared righteous because of what Christ done. Let's keep on rolling. I, I, I think I've seen this verse once or twice, Romans 8.1, my favorite one. There's no condemnation that awaits us. You are set in the family. You were set in the family. You set free, man. Why do we want to run from God? We need to be running to God. Look at this. Romans 8, 2. We are set free from the power of sin that leads to death. Before Christ, you, you know why you sinned? Because you're a sinner. Once you got saved, the spirit of the Lord comes into your life, and he nudges and helps you. That ain't the best plan for you. Will you still sin? Yeah. Yes. Will God forgive you? Yes. Do you get to live any way you want? No. No, don't trample the blood of Christ and say, well, I can do what I want. You've missed the whole point. Yes, we will miss the mark, but God has made a way for us to turn back repentance. Amen. Keep on going. 
2 Corinthians 5, 2, we are made right with God. We are set in that family. Look at this. We are one in Christ with all other believers. That's why I love coming together. You know, you guys might not notice. I'm over there and I'm just chuckling. We get ready to get going. Miss Jones said, not yet. Miss Barbara's over here. They want to hug you. They want to see how you're doing. They love you. That's family. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when you get to heaven and you see all your family? It's going to be easy to find my dad. There's going to be a big spit tomb over there. Hey, bud, what are you doing? Hey, I got hair. You know, who knows? I don't know, man, but I tell you what. I, I, I tell you what. <laughs> and Thomas said, teeth. My dad's from West Virginia. That's it. In <laughs> teeth, that's it. I can say that because we're from West Virginia. I got to tell you, when Jesse was little, man, he went to the, to the little uh, uh, candy machine and stuff, and they got different things and, and helmets and stuff, and he got some of the Bubba teeth. And he got them, he said, hey, Paul, Paul, look at these. And he's like, where'd you get them? My dad thought they was an upgrade, man. <laughs> oh, Dad, I love you, boy, I love you. Woo, let's keep on going. Ephesians 4.1, we are holy and without fault. Got a question for you. How many saints do we have in here today? Raise your hand if you're a saint. Saint, 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 ain't. Let me help you with that today. How do you qualify in Christ? Through the blood of Christ, right? On your own, I'd be just like this. We're a saint, right? We've been, called, we've been set in the family. We've been set apart. So I want you to know because of the sacrifice and because of your faith in them, you can come boldly to the throne of grace and say, yeah, I'm a saint. That's not being arrogant. That's being who you are in Christ. You're set in the family. He doesn't have no stepchildren. He doesn't have no grandchildren. He's got children. That's you. So let me ask you again. How many people put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ in here? Have you done that? That's good. All right. I'm looking at all the hands. How many people are saints? You might as well keep them up because you're a child of God. He says, when I look at you, I'm not looking over when we missed the mark, and we're being honest about that, but I want to correct our thinking that we are made right. We are holy and without fault. When you get there, when I get to heaven, if there's a question time there, and they go, what are you doing here? I said, Jesus, because of what he did. Not because of any guitar picking or anything else, helping a little old lady across the street, anything, none of it. Because of Jesus. Remember the sacrifice. Remember that sacrifice, right? That's the good news. I am not counting on anything, anything but what Jesus Christ did. And if you count on anything outside of what Jesus Christ did, you are mistaken. He said, it's finished. I got some more. Anybody encouraged yet? I am. Woo, Ephesians 1, 5, and 6. We are adopted as God's children, brought into the family. Let me tell you something. As we study through the Old Testament stuff, if you adopted somebody into the family, you couldn't just say, well, I don't love you no more. You're out. They were yours. And they use that same terminology. We're his. Anybody encouraged? Come on, man. Let's do it. Look at this. Our sins are taken away and we are forgiven. How many people like to be forgiven? Man, but we walk in shame. We walk in guilt and there's no reason to because Christ already did that on the cross. He dealt with that, man. He took our sin away as far as the east is to the west. He buried them in the sea of forgetfulness. Why are you bringing it up? Why are you bringing it up? Think about that, man. Let's keep rolling. We are identified as belonging to God by his Holy Spirit. When you ask the Lord to save you and put your faith and trust in him, the Holy Spirit comes into our life. You can look at Ephesians 1, right? Yeah, Ephesians 1. He says that I give you my spirit as a down payment. Woom, you're sealed. He's got you. Guess what? 
My boys are my boys. That's it. Them are my boys. If they make me mad, guess what? They're still my boys. If they don't do what I want them to do, they're still my boys. You know? So when you look on the birth certificate, they're still your boys. We got a birth certificate in heaven. We, 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 we turn around. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life when you call on the name of Jesus, man. He's not up there going white out. Eh, buddy's in. Buddy's out. Buddy's in. Buddy's out. Buddy's out. Buddy's in. So let me ask you a question. What would you have, what good deed would you have to do to get saved? How long would it last? What bad, do, bad deal do you got to do to get unsaved? You see how when you break it down, it doesn't even make sense. You know what makes sense? It is finished. That makes sense right there. Jesus plus nothing. We disagree with it, amen? Not disagree with it, agree with it. Let's keep on rolling. Look at this. We are God's masterpiece. How many people feel like a masterpiece this morning? Yeah, some mornings yes, some mornings no. Hair sticking up, everything else getting up. Put your shoe on backwards, step on some cat puke down the hallway. You know, I'm just being honest. It's a bad day. Everything's going on. Does that, has that happened to anybody in here? <laughs> hey, hey, revelation. I didn't even know that, but I'm telling you, you know, all that. And you say, how am I a masterpiece? Because God sees past our shortcomings and sees what he's deposited into us. And it's a piece of itself. It's awesome. It's awesome, man. Look at this. We can come boldly and confident into the presence of God. Woo! I don't know about y'all. My kids have no problem calling dad when something's going down. No problem. Can I get an amen from two people? Amen. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just, it's like, dad, mom. Think about that. Sometimes they call mom. All depends how expensive it is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But man, what, so look, we come boldly because you know what? They know we love them. They know I might not be excited about whatever's going on, but you can do, you can do that. I want them to call me. I want to know what's going on. I wasn't rushing my kids off to college. I made sure when they were looking for a house right here, I was like, that's a good house. It's real close. I like that house. Yeah. That's a real nice house. That's good. You don't need that house. I don't care if it was falling down. It was close. Because I knew one day, I had a little baby like that close. And I want to be hands-on with that baby. I want to invest in that baby. I want to turn around and say, let me tell you what. You are loved. You are loved by your grandma and your papa and your great-grandma and all these different things. And you're loved by your church family. Woo! Man. And I come this close to getting a nice little western flyer little pull-along thing the other day. Man, thing's awesome. I can't wait. I said, well, it's too cold to take her out now. I know Alexa won't let me take her out in December and stuff. But I'm going to get a wagon for that girl. I'm going to pull her around everywhere we can. I'm going to go in there, go and spend time with her. I'm going to speak to her. I'm going to read to her and do all those things like that. And the mom and dad, they, they might probably do a few things. But every chance I get, <laughs> I'm just telling you, every chance I get, I'm going to be like, hey, what's up? I try to give them a little space. A couple days went by. I called myself. I'm booking a date with my granddaughter. Give me 15 minutes. Just 15 minutes. You know, because you love them. You love them. She didn't do anything to make me love her. What's she going to do? Nothing. Now, let's take that whole thing. What would you do for God to love you? You were you. You were made in his image. And he loves you. 
See, we got to get rid of all the guilt and all the shame and all that and realize about our salvation. Then you're going to come to him with boldness, right? I talked about praying and stuff before. Man, I, if somebody asked me to pray, I'd be like, oh, I got to tie my shoe. I got all this stuff like that. But the more time I spent with the Lord and the more he worked in my, my heart, I was like, man, I got to tell somebody. It was just overflowing. He said, whatever you say the wrong thing, God fix it before it hits your ears. I'm just stepping out. God is great. God is good. I love him. I'm saved. That's all I know. And then it goes from there. But are you willing to share about Jesus? Let's keep on going. Colossians 2.10, we are made complete in Christ. Whoa, man. Finished. Complete. I love that. I want you to remember these things. Because Monday's coming. Right? You're going to be back to work. I know a friend of mine the other day went and got some tires on his car. I think he went about four miles until they went flat. Was it close? About four miles. I don't think he was planning on that, were you, Dan? He said, this has got to be a new record. New shoes on the car. A couple miles gone. See, see, we have faith in stuff. We have faith that the new tires are going to be good. I have faith that my truck's going to start. But then sometimes we don't have faith in the promises of God. How much more should we have faith in the promises of God? Look at what he's done. Look how much he loves you, man. Somebody excited. Somebody say amen. Let's keep on rolling. Woo. Now, so we know about what he's done now. How good God is. We know about who we are now. Now what? Just sit on the sideline? No. We got our call, don't we? Look at this. Share the gospel. We just talked, what, the, what is the gospel? The good news, man. As a believer and a Christ follower, we are called to share the saving message of Christ. Right? Be ready. Always give account of what you believe. If somebody asks you today, and if you die, do you know for sure you're going to heaven? If you believe what God has done for you, could you explain that to somebody? Could you share that with somebody? I'd be glad to help you with it. But you know what? It's, it's more than the preacher's job. It's every believer's job to share it. That's called the Great Commission. Look at this. Be a student of the Word of God. Don't just flip through it and go, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Man, be a student of the Word of God. Start your day. Read a little something. If it's one, if it's one verse, pray about it, man. Look at that. What about this? God wants us to pray and worship the Lord. He's worthy, isn't he? He's, give the, he's given his best for us to have that relationship with him. Man, we need to pray. Why do we need to pray? God already knows everything. Why do we need to talk to him? Hey, guess what? I like talking to my kids. How about y'all? I like to know what's going on when they get home from school. I like to know what's going on at work. I want to know what's happening. Hey, I just, just like my dad. You know, my dad used to say, hey, what's up? How's everything going? Uh, you, got, you got a little money in the bank? Yeah, I'm okay. He said, you always got to keep a little money in the bank. Okay, all right. Oh, because you care about him, right? Now, I don't tell that to my kids. I just say, I love you. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. But my dad, he, he, he wanted to make sure things were good. He wanted to make sure everything was all right. You know? And, see, and so, you know what? He wants to talk to us. Realize who we are. See what's happening. Look at this. Give to the kingdom. As soon as people say give, everybody grabs a while and go, oh, they're talking about money. I ain't talking about money. If God's got your heart, you, you, you'll give him whatever. Right? What about the time? What about prayer time? What about glorifying him? You know, what about that? How often do you even think about the things of the kingdom? Maybe on the ride to church? Maybe not. Are you thinking about your neighbor? Have you invited him to church? You think about the guy you work with? You've been working with him 15 years. You never talked about Jesus? You might be the one, you know? God gives us a platform. The platform looks different many times. It might be opening a door. 
It might be somebody at the hospital. It might be somebody on the, on the, on the, on the elevator. And you all know what happens if they're on the elevator with me. They're going to hear about Jesus, right? So give to the kingdom. Whether, hey, it can be material. But I'm talking past that because if you give from the heart, he's going to take care of everything else. Trust him. Try to outgive God. Try to outgive God. Amen? See what happens. Serve God and others. Man, our call is to serve others. Right? How do we do that? Man, do we listen for a need? You know, we talk at the end of service. The cameras are off. The lights are down. Hey, what's going on in the pulse rate of our family? What's going on? I've seen some amazing things. I'm just going to tell you how, how it's amazing. I've had people in here have a need, and before they get to the door, people come along and make sure that need was met before they even got to the parking lot. It's humbling. Humbling. That's God working in your brothers and sisters. But guess what? He wants us to be transformed into the image of Christ. I can only hope and pray when that boy asked that question, then maybe he saw just a little bit of image of Christ. Maybe just a little bit. I'll be honest with you. Some days it's probably very little bit. And that concerns me. Right? You get that little check in your spirit. Man, probably shouldn't respond it like that. Man, something like that. You know what I mean? You don't have to live there. Ask God to forgive you and move on. Don't beat yourself up. Nobody wins getting beat up. Beating yourself up. And how many know that you can beat yourself up better than anybody else? You could just, man, you just, oh, I should have done this. I would have, should have, could have. And then guess what happens? The worry and the disconnect starts coming in. Then you don't want to go to church. Then you don't want to talk to nobody. Then you kind of pull back. And that's the very time that you probably need to go to church. I think we need to go all the time. It says don't forsake the assembly, right? Because everybody in here and everybody listening on here has a gift to share. It might look totally different. Think about the people that have been the biggest, oh man, uh, impact in your life. Maybe it wasn't so that they give you something or anything else like that. A lot of times we think that's what it's going to be. Maybe it's because they listen. Maybe it's because they, they just said, you can do it. Man, I'm going to tell you what. I say this all the time. I know guys are wired like this. I, I work around enough of them. But man, when they find out that somebody believes in them, they will do nothing to stop. So, so, so ladies, if you got your man, just tell them, baby, you could do it. You get that on here, we think, we can do it. I can run through that wall. Boom. Husbands, encourage your wives. Let them know they're pretty. Let them know whatever, whatever. Tell them something. Hey, I'm going to tell you what. I've been married a long time. I've been married so long. I've been married two times. All right? And one thing I know when I come home, whoom, I open that door. If there's any cleaning supply that's ever been cracked in that house, I say, whoo, baby, this house looks good. Right? And usually my part, I do, I, sometimes I do the bathroom. I say, I don't mind doing the bathrooms. I probably don't do it as regular as, as, as I should, but I, I know Denise thinking, that's been a long time since you did that. So what I'm saying is, and don't, don't be twisting stuff, but I'm thinking women's place. I think women's place are here, side by side with us. They are a gift from God. And I'm going to tell you what. You know, I, I heard, heard people say this. Man, I run everything in my house. Yeah. Vacuum cleaner. Everything else. My buddy all the time said, yeah, yeah. I'm the head of my house, but your wife is the one that turns that neck, boy. It's a team thing. It's a team thing, and it's not always 50-50. I say it all the time. Sometimes it's 99-1, whatever. Get up, baby. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. 
But you know what? We need to be focused on the same goal. Is it Jesus? Is it Jesus? How often do you pray with your spouse? With your family? Just asking. With your brothers in the Lord? What about at work? What would happen if you prayed with people at work? You said, boy, you don't know my work. I know my work. And I know when the layoff come, they didn't have no problem playing. Praying. Before I was walking by, I was like, hey, man. Had some stuff going on. Guy brought me in the office. He said, hey, why don't you pray for us? I could have said, no, you don't want nobody to pray. I said, gladly. Because that was that window. Maybe it's that one window to open up the door to share the gospel. To let them remember the sacrifice. Let's keep on rolling here. Being led by the Spirit here, I'm going to bring it home. I've got a few things I want to hit here. Galatians 2.20, I love that verse. It says here, it says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Let me tell you what. How about if we lived that like, like that? How about if that was our, our life first? That yeah, we're in, this, we're in this body, but we're living for Christ. It's about living out of our new identity. That's what we talked about today. Living out of our new identity. We are no longer alone because Christ lives in us. He is our power, oh man, for living today and the reason for victory tomorrow. Anybody got hope? You got hope? Maybe tomorrow's going to be a little bit better. And I'm not talking about the hope of the hope so maybe will, maybe not. I'm talking about a hope, the expecting, expectation of God's going to move. God's bigger than my problem. Amen? God's bigger than us. God can move in some mighty ways. Remember what God has done for you. Remember what God has brought you through. Remember how God has answered those prayers. Maybe not just the way you liked. Maybe not in the time frame that you wanted. But you sit back over your life. And you start looking and you start thinking and you start praying. And you start wondering. And say, man, look what God has given me. Look how God's blessed me. You say, man, well, I, you know, I'm sure there's people that's got a lot of things going on. I never minimize that. But I said it the other day. There was an old, older woman that, that was in the hospital. And she kept saying, why has the Lord left me here? Why, is, why am I still here? I want to go home with the Lord. And the minister said to her, said, can you say praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. He said, can you say it again? Praise the Lord. He said, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. He said, you're still here because you can still praise the Lord. So, friends, today, I want us to remember about what Christ has done for us. I'm going to read this to you again because I want you to be encouraged. This. Be but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our trespasses. It is by grace you have been saved. Amen. Through faith. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you for the message today, and I pray today that somebody listening or somebody here grabs hold of that right there and says, man, it's a new day in Jesus. It's a new day today. God woke you up. God brought you here for a time such as this. It wasn't what I just happened by or I just happened to click on the video. God knew that you would be here, and I pray, Lord, that you use this message right now in the mighty name of Jesus to draw us close to you. Now, if you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you never said, Lord, my sin, I need help. Lord, I know I, I missed the mark. I know I'm not, not, not doing what I'm supposed to do. But we sin because we're from Adam and Eve. 
is computed onto us. We all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Don't look down on yourself. Look up to the Lord. And Jesus Christ, the Son of God, lived a sinless life and gave his life in exchange for your rags and my rags and our guilt and our shame. And he put them to death on the cross. And on the third day, Jesus rose and sits on the right-hand side of God. Let me tell you, friends, he is interceding for you and I. Be encouraged. Remember the sacrifice. Remember your salvation. You've been set free. You've been set in a family because of what Christ has done in your faith with that. It is by grace you have been saved. But you got to claim it. You got to call on it. You got to believe on it. So today is that day. You better say, well, I, I hear what you're saying, but what do I do? What do I say? Maybe I say the wrong things. Look, you know what? God knows your heart. And you can pray with me, whether you're online, whether this is 10 years from now, two weeks from now, later today, if you're sitting right here, don't leave without evaluating your spiritual condition. Today, when I asked how many saints did we have, there was a few hands, few up, few down. Don't be confused about that. You're a saint because of what Christ has done. When you belong to the family of God, you are righteous. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Do you believe that? Will you receive that? Today is a new day. Friends, if that's your prayer today, pray with me from where you are, whether you're listening or Lord, come into my life. Lord, my sin needs to be dealt with. And Lord, I believe that you dealt with it on the cross. I receive that. Lord, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you rose on the third day. And Lord, I'm thankful. Come into my life and forgive me of my sin. And the Bible says that he will. He says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So if that's you today, tell somebody, I prayed today. I believe Jesus Christ is who he says he is. I ask the Lord to come into my life, and today I'm secure in Christ because of what he has done. Friends, there's no greater gift than what Christ gave his life. Receive it today. And everybody said, amen. Friends, if you're watching today, you got any questions about what's going on, man, send us a message. I pray today is the day of your salvation. Keep smiling. God bless you. Amen.